Well, hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of the Full Quota Podcast. My name is Mpomutlani. I've got Tim Dalace here with me uh, to talk all things in South African cricket. Uh, remember, the Full Quota Podcast um, is on Twitter as well. You can follow us on Twitter, on X, uh, or also yeah, at Full Quota Pod. You can also subscribe to the One World Sports Radio YouTube channel um on top of that we are also on spotify and apple Podcasts for those who love audio so we've covered all the bases it is we're in the midst of sa20 when we talk about that but before we do anything else tim how are you doing uh, um that's that's good good to hear tim good to uh good to good to know um Okay, let's move into our segment, What Happened This Week. So this week we saw the start of the SA and oh, the World Under-19 World Cup, not the SA Under-19, but the, the Under-19 Cricket World Cup. So the SA Under-19 team played against um, the West Indies. They started off there and they got a massive win off of the back of that. Um, some incredible performances. They were in a tough position, Tim. Um, but they ended up winning by 231. Batting-wise, they found themselves five down for not so much. But then the partnership between Devon Murray and Captain uh, Jujuan James changed the whole complexion of the game for a team that was looking to get to around about 200 would have been uh, what we've got. And they got them to about 280. Um, and Devon Murray was such a great, uh, uh, had such a great time with the bat with 65 runs. But then from a bowling perspective, it was the Mampaka show. He took three early wickets. And then um, Jewel from the West Indies, he then, <laughs> with an incredible fighting century. But then he just ended up running out of partners in the end. How did you find that game? Because I was I walked out of there thinking, we've got some talent here. Some really, really serious talent in the under-19 team. Yeah, I know. The, the, the talent is, 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 is undoubted. Um, I think... I, I was genuinely worried, to be fair, um, in, in both innings. Um, I really thought that the West Indies had the right attitude in that game. They didn't win, but I thought the the way they put pressure on South Africa, both in the batting and the bowling, was yeah. very, very impressive. Um, and, and I'm actually looking forward to seeing how they get on uh, in the rest of the tournament. And in terms of us, mm-hmm. look... That talent, that those talented that in that batting order, I think we are going to continue to score runs in this tournament. Um, there are some questions. For example, I I don't quite care why George James is batting at number eight. Um, mm. he's, he's top five. He's a top five batter. He's the most experienced of the team. Exactly. So if, if I'm if I'm picking the eleven, I'm swapping his place with Whitehead in, in the in the batting order. That to me just mm. makes a hell of a lot more more sense to me, um, in terms of in terms of the right batting order. But the way they came back from two very difficult situations is hugely impressive. As you say, at the batting they were in all sorts of bother. They were, um, you know, they, they lost. There were six for one hundred and forty-five when yeah. Devon Murray and John James came in. And they then scored yeah. a hundred and twenty-two, twenty-one run partnership before Diego Maria went out in the last uh, with five balls to go. So 
Um, yeah, I was really impressed. But yeah, they were in trouble, in <laughs> serious trouble. They, they, that 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 Jules Andrew guy, I I I'm very interested to see what he does for the rest of the tournament because he wasn't just hacking, and that's very easy to say. Well, he probably he was probably just throwing it about. He wasn't doing that for ninety percent of his innings. It was hugely hugely impressive against quality bowling. Um, mm. I, I I think it's 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 South Africa's most impressive bowling for a long time. Um, in terms of the under nineteen setup, I think that they yeah. they've got they've got all their all their bases covered there. Um, I think Norton and, and Parker will cause. You watch. I've watched now subsequently from that game. Mm. Parker is miles ahead of everybody else that I've seen around the world in the. In yes. The he is streets ahead. So, him getting five wickets here was hugely impressive. I think he's going to blow worse teams, which we're going to play in the competition even more uh, away with his with the way he's he's going. Mm. So hugely impressive. Um, they could be hugely, huge, hugely good. Yeah, and the one thing we didn't speak about last week was David Teeger. Um, obviously, he had his captaincy taken away for his comments that he made late last year, and then they took away his uh, captaincy largely because of the protests around the stadiums and there were a few uh, in Poch, but it wasn't one that i thought would warrant big security but i was intrigued in watching him bat he batted like a man who had the weight of the world on his shoulders and his team was in trouble um uh yeah like it you you kind of felt feel for him because you want him to express himself a lot but obviously in this situation, it's a little bit tough. Then there were also the injuries. But let's talk David Tiger, and then we'll talk injuries. Yeah. So I think the, the to put the positive spin on, the positive thing is, if he had not created that foundation with his 44, I think it was, it wouldn't mm. have given John James and company the freedom to play with that they were able to at the back end of the innings. So he looked rusty. He a man who was struggling. He looked like a man who had been reading everything that was on social media about him, everything critical. Mm. It looked like 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 it had really played played on his mind. That's how it looked like when he was batting. But as I say, to put a positive spin on it, without that forty four, we might not have got to two eighty five. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Won the game. Yes, and 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 look, I, I'm I'm still intrigued to see what he he can bring. He he's a very talented batter, and the problem with the South African cricket team is that the under 19s is that top order, middle order. But now there's injuries. Obviously, John James were pulled up, and then he had to be escorted off. There's various injuries around the team, and that's what Malibonga Maketa needs to deal with for the game tomorrow against England as to be able to how he can get his star players fit. But the fundamental issue for me with this team is that top to middle order needs to fire. You've got Stolk and Luando Pretorius at the top. They are explosive. That's how they want to play. But in that middle order, Selezone, Tiga, uh, Whitehead, obviously one John James in there now, um, need to find some runs. They haven't been able to find runs um, throughout the warm-up games and, and the series before this one. But for me, that's where I think Coach Mali wants to get. But also, you want guys to express themselves. And so, it's a, it's a catch-22. But if you saw how Jill Andrew was 
was was batting you know it was batting with a lot of responsibility um wickets were falling around him it was like uh, like you can see and that's what i like about this tournament you can see the guys who are gonna possibly have long international careers at the senior level mapaka is one of them jewel andrews another one of them and i'd like one of the the batters to step up john james already has a senior uh, career but not an international one but he's playing for he's playing for province and he's yeah, we just want to see more of us batting, right? You know, the whole thing of, you know, demoting yourself down the order doesn't necessarily make sense, but maybe it was a tactical issue. But, yeah, that's the other thing. So they're playing their game against, um, what's this thing, England tomorrow. They'll be playing against Dale Bankenstein Sun. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> uh, tomorrow in Poch, 10 a.m. And then their next game... Uh, just pulling it up here for everybody so we can get it. It's it's group play, right? So you play West Indies, you play England, and then the final group game is against Scotland. Um, on the uh, what is it? Uh, what day is it? It's on Saturday, the Saturday in Poch, and then you go into the knockout stages or the super sixes the different super six groups then you go into the playoffs and the knockout so a uh, long way to go for the uh, protest but all oh, the young protest they need to win tomorrow if they win tomorrow they effectively walk into the super sixes which is win number one um it's never guaranteed at this level by the way so yeah and then they go on and they play so please do support them as much as possible the next thing the next piece of news tim is that the south african protest women are in Australia, they're going to play a warm-up game tomorrow um, in Australia, uh, on Wednesday, in Australia against the Governor Generals in Sydney. Obviously, Clary Tryon coming back is massively, is, is big. Um, and so we'll be intrigued to see how they go. They did leave last week and they're trying to get themselves acclimatized there. So that's something to watch out for um going forward and then obviously the men in new zealand have arrived the so-called as everyone calls them the c team um have arrived um neil brandt uh did speak at the press conference um he's excited they're all excited like i think it's 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 nothing to scoff at this opportunity um and yeah uh it's it, 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 remember what happened in the first test in new zealand two years ago when the purchase got got taken out and everyone was complaining for jet lag. This time they're there early. Hopefully they'll acclimatize. have also got some games, a game lined up before they play their test matches. Yes, Tim? No, I was, I was just going to say that uh, Keegan Peterson, Todd Olafia and Neil Brunt were all asked exactly the same question. Mm. How do you feel about this team being labeled as a C team? And, and look, it is disrespectful. As far as I'm concerned, it is disrespectful. Even if, even if, on paper, it, it is that it is it is it is a little bit disrespectful to guys of certainly two of those guys are very experienced mm. international cricketers. They know what they know what they're supposed to do. They know what they're doing. It's not it's not a yes. it's not guys who haven't got international experience. Um, but yes, one thing I did notice was this entire week. Except for Thursday, it's train, train, and train. There is a lot of preparation going into into the series. Um, very, very unusual for from a international cricket series point of view. It's usually yeah. a couple of days, 
and then you you straight into the series. This seems look, to be a, a look, big sort at of least clarification. See, here's the good, thing: we're good. losing. Yeah, we're losing on the talent battle. We might as well be prepared. That's that's yeah. a simple thing. Go in there, be yeah. prepared, and we could catch them at a bad time or un- underprepared because they think they're facing a C team, which actually is a B team. Who knows? But yeah, it's awesome to have guys that side and they're going to get their caps. That cap ceremony is going to be so long. I don't know who's going to be there. <laughs> which South Africans are going to be handing out seven caps? <laughs> but <laughs> that's going to be quite an interesting one before the game. Like, here you go. Uh, a little speech here, you go. A little speech. They'll probably do like one overarching speech, and then some Shukri's gonna have to call out names. <laughs> but anyway, prepare actually. Just just one 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 speech, and, and then walk, and walk then, yeah. all of you to the center. Two claps will be appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. I, I'd actually wish there was footage around this team. Okay, that's it. That's happened this week. Now let's go into what we need to do. It's week two. Of the SA20 has just gone by. We've got some interesting things. I'm going to start with the table before we talk about anything. This is what the table looks like the day on today, which is Monday. Um, obviously, there's games today, but the Paul Royals are at the top. They had an incredible week. Um, Durban Super Giants in second with 13 points. Sunrise Eastern Cape with 10. And then you've got MI Cape Town, Joburg Super Kings, who gave themselves a lifeline, and Pretoria Capitals, who need to find a way to get themselves back in here so let's go through what happened in the week and then we will talk about each of any of the results that have occurred so starting off with last week monday we said the durban super giants going to durban or the jobic super kings going to durban they needed a win well they didn't get a win they managed to bowl uh, the durban super giants for a what was it 160 or 140 um and unfortunately uh, they caught themselves on the wrong end of a class and uh, master class. He got 64 off of 41 to kind of help the super giants get to that respectable total. Um, it was quite interesting because um, the, 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 the Joburg Super King started off really well. And then it just went downhill from there. And uh, Super Giants winning by 37 runs. Um, the Joburg Super Kings couldn't get to 145. They got to 108. Um, uh, Keshav Maharaj, two for 17, and Richard Gleason, who looks like the find of the tournament, um, coming through with two for 22. The next game was the MI Cape Town hosting the Sunrisers, um, in Newlands, right? The first, the first game in Cape Town for, um, the, the team, uh, for, 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 in my Cape Town, right? And they got two and two runs. The Sunrisers batting first. We thought that was a really good total. We thought the batting was incredible. Jordan Hanman coming off 106 of 62. David Malan going back to his world number one days as the number one T20 batter. He scored 53 of 37. In reply, um, the Cape in my Cape Town, they got Rickleton got 58 of 33. They start off really well at the top as they always do this season. It seems like it's a a situation Rice getting 41 off of that. Sam Curran got 31 runs as well, but it wasn't enough. They lost by four runs um, with that final over um, uh, going to Otniel Bartman, who gave us probably a contender for innings of, a, of the week, but he gave us a masterclass in death bowling. He was just bowling Yorkers and none, uh, all over the place, and 
um, he got himself um, that accolade and helped his team get through. And then on Wednesday, Les Deploy scored 71 against uh, the Paul Royals in Paul, but it wasn't enough because, again, the Joburg Super Kings seemingly coming uh, against teams who uh, their best players have their best days against them, which is how you want in this tournament. Um, and um, yeah, and so the Joburg Super Kings batting first could only get to 134. Um, Lewis Deploy scoring 71 for that team. However, the bowling of Lugingiti, he took three for 17. Obert McCoy, two for 31. They're building a really nice partnership there. Um, in Paul, Josh Butler just went ran, ran rampant through them. He scored 70 of 37. Vian Liber scored 39 of 30. Easy seven wicket win for the Paul Royals. That moves us to the next set of fixtures, um, which is Thursday. Pretoria Capitals um, winning their first game of the tournament against Durban Supergiants in Pretoria. We had a Will Jacks masterclass with him scoring 101 for the Capitals. Kind of reminded us that he still has it. Um, they scored 204 for nine. Will Jacks scoring 101 or 42. Um, and Colin Ingram, 43 off 23 balls. Reese Topley for the Durban Supergiants took three wickets in that game. Junior Dollar got a run out. He took two wickets. And then in reply, um, Matthew Brisker scoring 33 for the Durban Supergiants. Quinton DeCock coming in at number three. He only managing to score 25. But it was Will Jacks at the top of the order who took two for 18. Wayne Parnell took two. For 54 and hardest for you now as well, two for 39 to help the Pretoria Capitals get their first win of the tournament. Next one was the uh, MI Cape Town taking on the Paul Royals in the first of a double header over the weekend. Um, this one was in Cape Town, um, and uh, it was MI Cape Town who won this first one. Big high scoring game. Paul Royals won the toss, but batted first. They scored 172 for eight. MI Cape Town scored 175 for two in reply, winning with 19 balls remaining by eight wickets. Jason Roy in the runs with 38. Josh Butler scoring 46. But um, it was David Miller, 20 of 21, and Mitch Van Buren with 28 runs. But it wasn't enough. The bowling of Thomas Kaber, um, the left-arm wrist spinner, getting three for 20 there in his second game of the tournament. They gave him another run through, and he came... Good, but in reply, Ryan Rickleton, 94 or 52. He's just getting the runs. Rassi also got 41 of 28, and it was easy way through for the youngsters, Diego Brevis and Connor Estes at the end, once Rassi and um, and Ryan Rickleton had uh, taken them through. But it was Ricks who was 94, not out, batting with Connor Estes and to take them home. And he did that, and they won by eight wickets. Sabre Shamsi only took two wickets for the Royals. Um, the next one was Saturday. This past Saturday, the Durban Super Giants at the start of that against the Sunrisers Eastern Cape. Remember the previous game, John John Smuts came through and he took everyone. Uh, he, he, he put everyone on notice, but this time with this game in Durban, another low scoring affair, Durban Super Giants going 159 for seven. Um, they were helped by uh, Vian Mulder, 52 off 29. Lots of wickets were falling up front, and Vian Mulder, and it was the start of Marcus Stoinis's uh SA20 run. He only got one for nine. 
In the bowling, Simon Harmer took four for 18. So effectively, it was a revenge season. Last, it was John John Smuts. Now, it's Simon Harmer against his former team. Um, in reply, Southern Rise Eastern Cape get, needing 160 to win. They managed to get to 163, and it was a good win for them. Tristan Stubbs coming through with 66 of 37. Uh, Aiden Markham, 38 of 29. Um, they effectively sealed it. Uh, for the Sunrise Eastern Cape Stoiners, two for 27 um, for the Durban Supergiants in that game. And then finally, their last two matches of the weekend were the Durban Super Kings against the Pretoria Capitals in a in a Gauteng derby, a high-felt derby. Um, the Pretoria Capitals batted first. They scored 167 for nine, which we thought was slightly below par. Calvarena in his revenge season, scoring 72 or 52 balls. He held that innings together uh, with wickets falling around him. He was supported by Parnell. He scored 24-23. The bowling-wise, Lazard Williams took three for 26 to continue the revenge season because he didn't play last year. And Romario Shepard, three for 39. Nando Berg also got two wickets. For the lie for the Joburg Super Kings, not the Lions, that top order failed. We thought we took a match. But Lears came through with 33 with a nice little 51 partnership with Spinella Makanya, who got 40 of 31, who also, you could say, is a little bit of a revenge season. Moen Ali and Donovan Ferreira then went on uh 80-run partnership, 80-run, 80-odd-run partnership, 70, it was actually 78, um, 77, where Donovan Ferreira decided to blast the Pedro Capitals out the water. He scored 56 of 20 with seven fours and three sixes um, in that period. Supported by Moen Ali to get the Joburg Super Giants their first win of the season. Will Jacks the bowler taking two for 26. And uh, it was an interesting week nonetheless, Tim. Those are the results. What result were you happy about or which results intrigued you the most? What intrigued me was the strength of Paul. That, that's, that's what intrigued me. Paul of now gone throughout this tournament and they know they're 11 already. I think mm. the majority of, this, of, of, of the teams don't actually know they're 11. Yes, they know they're 8. They know they're 8, maybe even 9. Yeah. Um, they're 100% happy with those players. Paul Royals, with the form of Jason Rory at the back end of the week, mm. know exactly their 11. They're very happy with their 11. They know what they're going to get from their players. And they know that they are heavy favourites when they play at home. They're not just favourites, they are heavy favourites mm. because of the bowling lineup that they have. So they are me. I, I, I expected them to do well at home. I, I, I mm -hmm. did. But I didn't necessarily expect them to be this clinical and this efficient at, 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 at this early in the tournament. The fact that they're getting something out of Jason Roy that they weren't getting last season is a plus. Um, remember, they even brought Owen Morgan last season, and he was just a, a, a mentor <laughs> essentially. Um, no, and no, I no. thought that's where yeah. Jason Roy was going with this, but he's he's scoring runs. Joss at the top is also coming in through with the runs, and yeah, it's that middle order that's working. Mitch from Beer and David Miller, they're doing a lot of things. Um, Andy Lepetlugayo stepping up, taking wickets, and they're a team that was built to bowl at home, and it's going to be interesting yeah. to see when they now come up this week to the high felt, how they'll navigate. They did well against uh, the, the Pretoria Capitals and they won that game in a high-scoring affair. But to, to a certain extent, you kind of felt that they weren't built for 
those types of conditions. So it'll be interesting to see when they travel around the country how they'll be able to do that because now I think this is the start of their travels, whereas some of the other teams are having home stands, right, like MI Cape Town and also JSK as well. So it's it's actually quite – I like the fact that they found their 11, and it's sad that like guys like Evan Jones might not get a look in unless if there's injury. But Fabian Allen, Obert McCoy, just guys who can bowl on slow wickets and take wickets and cause a lot of pressure. Obert McCoy against MI Cape Town. Uh, against what team was it where he defended 14? Or, yeah, where they defended 14 off the last one. He only got four runs, right? It was last week. And then you come and look at them yesterday um, or last week on Monday against the uh, against the JSK. Lowish total, happy to defend. Um, it was 145 yeah. and they managed to bowl them out for 108. Yes, JSK have their batting issues, but that's what it is. And, and I, I like that from the Paul Rose. We thought that they weren't going to be able to travel well or even um, compete with the with the bowlers they have. But JB Doomy's got something going there. And that's 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 something that's really, really cool. You know. And whereas everyone else is now fighting each other, you've got Paul Rose sitting up there and Sunrisers are seemingly getting it going. They I think are the closest to an eleven. Um the exit of Nicholas Puran from the DSG is a problem for them. And they're trying to figure and, out what they do at the top of the order. And you can see and it. Gleason. And Gleason yes, well. and Richard Leeson going, right? And so they're trying to figure out what they're doing at the top of the order. You see Quinton coming in at three. And you'll see a lot of tinkering with DSG because they're trying to protect um, Heinrich Klaassen from the new ball, which is wild because this man can hit anything. Um, and, 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 and that's the thing. But if you look at the MI Cape Town, they're struggling with their middle order. And I, I like how this tournament is working, right? You know, teams have issues, right? Um, MI Cape Town struggling with their middle order. They seemingly now found something in Thomas Kaber from a bowling perspective. They're going to go with two uh, spin bowlers and Linda and Kaber. Um, then they obviously have Kahiso. That Nuan Tusaro guy who played yesterday, who they brought in from Sri Lanka, who has the same action as Malinga, that's going to be quite intriguing to see going forward because I'm looking there going he's got something it might bring you back into into games now and so yeah. and from a batting perspective what do you do when Rickleton and Rassi don't score runs like they did they like like that's, yesterday yeah that's that's a problem for them that's a, that's a huge yeah. problem from if I was them I, I, I'd consider putting Sam at three because then Rickleton isn't striking I'd consider yeah. saying to Sam go in there Get a twenty of ten. It just gives yes, them a and, bit of boost, you know. And the thing about T twenty, it, it about these types of tournaments is that you'll be tweaking as you go along, right? You win a game, you'll be like, okay, let's keep this. But like for the Petura Capitals, we happy they've now let go of Tennis the Brain. Now they found Carl Verena. The batting was good enough, but it wasn't there yet. So there might be a little bit more tweaking. But you found something in Carl Verena. So Carl is staying, and we love that revenge season for him. Um, and then, and then we move on to uh, their bowling, right? Will Jax has now found something, so they've got something in him. Do they need another spinner? Can they carry another batter? So those are the questions that they're going to be trying to figure out this week. Because from a bowling perspective, the Petora Capitals are really struggling. But on the other uh, opposite end is that they're not putting out down. They can put down high scores. They just can't defend them. And that's where they, they are. It's just that in Johannesburg over the weekend, they just had a middling total and they found themselves um, on the back end of a hiding, right? 
And so those are the things that you, you need to to to, to kind of and you, you know you at the point of the season where a coach is going to be like, we're just not playing to our best, or I need to make changes. And you can see now guys are making changes. Jobic Super Kings, they're trying to find someone who can bat. And the game on Saturday kind of gave them an inclination that maybe Spinella Makanya is your guy who can come in and bat. Um, Moen Ali, I'm the jury still out for him because I'm not sure what he does. Because the thing for me with Moen Ali and JSK is, does he give me enough with the ball for me to warrant having him there as a batter? Because he's got 25 of 21, lots of dot balls in there, not a lot of boundary hitting. So those are the things that, that the, the teams need to look into. And so, yeah, like, Tim, like when you look at the landscape of the teams, which is the team that baffles you the most? It's the JS, JSK one. I mm-hmm. was really, I, I think, I think I said to you that they were going to make, make the final. Mm. Um, I think, I think, I think I said that. Yes, um, you did say but, that. Yeah, but, but that's the that's the nature of, of 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 this format. I still think it's a nucleus of a good side. The problem there is the problems are there are are many, but you you pointed them out. But also, the top order. I think there needs to be needs to be a change. Mm-hmm. It's a big one. It's a big. It's a big. You're big gonna say call. drop five. I'm gonna say drop five. I'm gonna say drop five. There's I'm, no way that franchise goes without him. I know that. I know that. But Fav's now got to the stage where he's been peerless since he has stopped playing for the purchase and he's gone around the world mm. and he has been doing really well. But it's now got to the stage where maybe we keeping him just a little bit too long you know mm-hmm. just a little bit too long um he's struggling there's there's no way of going about it and if he continues to struggle they are going to continue to struggle i think even if even if they go and they say to him right we want you to come down one come down to three yeah have the, something needs to give in the top order there needs to be a change up at that at that top order you can't just be 10 for 2 all the time. Um, one true. score one score of, of 30 in his last 10 in the four, in this format. The man's struggling. I love Fav. I love him to bits. Fantastic cricketer. But if the man is struggling and if we've seen something that is a common denominator in these premier T20 leagues is that the owners, the coaches, the captains are not afraid to make tough decisions. They're not afraid to do it. You don't see it then, so much in international cricket. But in these leagues, you see them. These cutthroat decisions where they go, enough. That's it. But Tim, Faf is Mr. CSK. He's Mr. JSK. Well, last week, last week I said uh, Pretoria should drop Wayne Parnell. I still stand by that. I love Wayne. I you also said they must drop Tennis the brand and they heard you. So, who knows? They, 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 um, they did do that. Um, but something needs something needs to something needs to give there. Um, it's just not it's just not working. The only for, problem, for the reason. only issue is the, the the reserve batter in the situation is Ronan Hardman, and he has really struggled um, at the start of this SA Twenty. So, do you give him another chance? Because we've now rolled out Spinello Makanya. We've now the only other thing is Wayne Madsen because we haven't seen Wayne Madsen play. So that's the well, only other person play. you would say bring in. Yeah, he did play. He was our first ball. <laughs> um, yeah. I can't remember, can't remember which game it was. Um, so he didn't really get a chance to show anything. Um, 
I, I said, I said, I said last week that, that I'd get him in there. Yeah. Um, but it, yes, it, it does complicate things. It's not really an opening batter that mm. courses for courses. You might just have to go, you know what? You're very experienced. You've been around the block a lot. You know your game because he does know his game extremely well. Listen, you, you may not want to bat there, but if you don't bat there, you don't play. I'm sure Wayne will go, okay, fine. I'll, I'll give it a crack. I'll, 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 I'll okay. try something. Okay, before we go to the awards, let's go to the fixtures and then we'll just have a quick at the table and we'll go back to the awards. Um, so, um, today, Sunrise has played Pretoria Capitals and what I think is a must win for the Pretoria Capitals, they, 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 they kind of need to get the show on the road. They've only gotten um, one win and, you know, it, it's starting to get to... If I lose, I need to win every game. And I think they, they're at that point now because they've obviously got six games left. They've only got one win. They need to get at least about five wins to get them there. So you need to win four out of six. Sunrise is obviously trying to get away from that bottom half of the table and cement themselves there at the top. Um, in my Cape Town uh, plays Durban Super Giants in Cape Town. That's going to be quite interesting to see how this Durban Super Giants team plays in Cape Town. There's a slight little downturn in their performances largely because people are leaving but let's see if they can't get themselves back to winning ways um Joburg super kings want to continue their equation is simple win four of the next five games they're in, they're in they're playing paul in johannesburg on wednesday they need to win all their home games because that's where the advantage lies um and this is a massive one in johannesburg on wednesday then thursday you've got the capitals hosting the sunrisers in pretoria in a Double header, kind of reverse fixture. Um, that's going to be quite interesting. Adam Markham returning to his home ground. Last time he played there for a SA20 team for his Sunrisers, scored 100 against JSK. So he might be excited to come back home. Um, same thing happens with the Capitals. They need to find a way to win games. That's the the MO for them right now. Paul Royals, who are sitting pretty at the top of the log. They host the Durban Super Giants and in a very intriguing match. This is a game where effectively it's the battle of the, the teams that play on the slower wickets, right? And so Durban Super Giants is well prepared for this Paul wicket and it's just going to come down who adapts their batting best because I think both bowling attacks will have that Paul slight edge, but it is it is what it is. Um, Saturday, double header to start off with. It sunrises against... Uh, MI Cape Town and Quebecha. This one's actually also quite an interesting one. The Battle of the Youngsters. Very young team um, in MI Cape Town against another young team in Sunrise Eastern Cape. Um, also, the Battle of the Big Hitters. You've got Rickleton, you've got Dieval uh, Brevis, you've also got um, Tristan and Aiden. So, that's going to be quite an interesting clash to watch. Um, it's like a mid table clash, if you want to call it. Then, the reverse fixture of what happened on Saturday, this past Saturday, in Centurion, Pretoria Capitals take on the Joburg Super Kings, a must win for both teams. Effectively, at this point in time, whoever loses this game might find themselves eliminated from the tournament. So that's going to be quite interesting um, for that one. And then to round off the weekend, Durban Super Giants taking on Paul Royals in a reverse fixture in Durban. Um, that's going to be quite intriguing, obviously, because both teams play on low and s slow pitches. Not low, but slow. Um, of the fixtures, what's enticing you there? It's it's the Durban team in in general. I want mm. to see what the Durban team does. You you're quite right. There's been a slight dip in, in performance. 
it's a slight tip, but 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 it, there is there is a dip, and that is a slight concern. Um, I still think they're in a decent position, but if they could somehow get into the qualifiers, having lost Glisson and Puran, I think that would be an excellent performance, an excellent yeah. season for the, for them. Um, look, they need Stoinis to come to the party. There's there's no thinking yes. about about it. Walk in a proper cricketer, seasoned cricketer, knows his game inside mm. out. World Cup winner. You need him. Need him to yeah. say, "I'm I'm Australian." And Australians, what do Australians do? Australians win. That's what they do. They know how to win. They do. Okay. Australians I know hear how you. To win. Yeah. So, but my <laughs> thing is, this, my my point is this on DSG is you started off well, three wins in a row. You're staring three losses in a row if you lose today. And that's going to kind of create... Because T20 tournament is about momentum. You kind of need a... If you're going in the wrong direction, you need to rest it and start a new momentum in the right direction. DSG is going in the wrong direction. Now they need to kind of settle themselves out. And MI Cape Town, it's kind of like that Cinderella story. Midnight has passed. Has midnight passed? And we'll find out in, in, in a couple of... A couple of days, if if if, if they're going to start getting a, a run of losses, and you don't want a run of losses now, you want a run of wins because you want to secure your your spot in the playoffs as, as soon as possible. So that's that's going to be quite interesting. And also, Paul, can they continue this? You know, can this? It looks like they can. They've got a strong eleven, but you know, in T Twenty, you're just a big innings away from being on the back end. But this team seemingly knows how to manage. Um, with their bowling and win with their bowling, which is really, really amazing. Even though the batting is here and there, they have good moments, they have bad moments. It's largely been average, but from a Paul pitch, it's been stellar at home. They're just really, really great. And so it'll be interesting to see how they play away from home. Here's the table. Yeah, outside of the Paul Royals, uh, effectively every team from 2 to 6 is still in it with a shot. Um, Paul probably needs about one more win and they probably have secured their, their spot in the semi in in the playoffs. But essentially from two to six it's 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 a it's a fight. It's a fight. They're teams that need wins and they can get wins and can get a run and find themselves in and around here. And yeah, so Durban Super Giants, another loss puts you in a little weird situation. Sunrises, you are starting to look good. That's what you want that's they want to see if they can continue. MI Cape Town feels to me like they are starting to trend in the opposite direction. They need to rest that. Um, Joburg Super Kings, one win doesn't make an entire season, but it gives it brings stuff into, into the change room. And then the Capitals as well. The Capitals really, really need to find a way to get some momentum going. And yeah, so now let's go to our awards of the week, Tim. We're going to start with the surprise of the week. Who has surprised you this week, Tim? This is not a well. It, it, it is a person, and it's not. Mm-hmm. It's not a. Um, it's not a criticism of him. I think he's done fine mm-hmm. when he's been picked. I think he's done. You know, he's shown some promise, but it still surprised me. The constant selection of Conor Estherson. Is surprising for me. It's I like surprising it. in that I, I suppose, but um, what does it tell me about Olofsson? Where's Olofsson's career now? That's my that's my that's my issue. 
who left at 27, 28. Mm-hmm. He was talk. He was talk with the town 18 months ago. Uh, he had a fantastic season in the Fatality Blast in Essex. It's not been brilliant this season, but I'm not sure. What has he done wrong to not be picked? I like Courtney Stazen, but Courtney Stazen prior to this tournament, outside of, well, mm. he's done nothing. Nothing. I, nothing in, 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 in a professional cricket. Nothing in nothing for the Lions because he hasn't been playing for the Lions. Yeah. Um, so that, to me, full credit to, to the coaches that see something at his nets. But I, I guess it's more of a, a warrior for me as where Grant's career is. That's boy for me. Oh, well, look, I think if I, if I look at that in my team, obviously, as well, like you've seen there going, well, throughout the tournament, there's guys you're sitting there going, okay, there's, like, what does this mean for your career? Um, and I think Grant's the biggest one. But, look, you're giving Connor a chance and he's coming through. Um, and they're willing to struggle with him. Whereas the JSK have decided to drop their rookie, right? Ronan Hanman, they've decided he's going to be sitting on the bench for a few. So I, I get your point. And I think it's quite an interesting one for us to think about, actually, for who are those players who are sitting in these teams who are not getting game time. Kyle was nearly one of those players. Now he is getting game time. And he's my surprise of the week. I didn't think they'd listen to us. Um, but actually, my surprise of the week is the guys who are doing the revenge season well, i.e. Calvarena, really, really great one. Uh, Sponello Macania, 40 of 31. It's going to go unnoticed, but we saw what you were doing there. We understand what you were doing there. Lazard Williams, three for 33, three wickets uh, over the weekend and continually taking wickets. Being the leading wicket taker of this tournament is that surprise of the week. It's not a surprise for those who know him, but for the T20 world, it is. It's effectively saying that, yes, they do need Gerald, but a three-horseman three pace attack of Gerald, Lazard, and Andre caused a few problems for teams, right? So um, I'm really, really happy because he didn't get a lot of game time last year, but now he's getting quite a few, and he might c- come out as a very important um, person in the auction next year. Ortneil Bartman, um, he might be up for innings of the week, but that's bowling innings. Um, last week um, was sensational. Truly, truly sensational. Um, it was in Cape Town against MI Cape Town, and you had them on the string, bowling Yorkers, doing the things that are needed. And you ask yourself, how? We went through an entire India series, and he wasn't selected um, for the shorter formats of the game. So those are the ones where you're like, Coach Rob, are you watching? Um, and so that's where <laughs> that's where I'm sitting. What? Just a, a quick one on the bottom. What, what was most impressive for me was the first ball in there that the over goes for four. It's a low four toss. As the leg stump goes for four. Bartman yeah. says, no, this is where I'm going to bowl. This is the plan. And he gets absolutely bang on for the rest of the over. He doesn't get nervous. He doesn't say, well, I've got to get a plan. No, plan, plan A is the right one. It's just about execute, executing. And he executed it Beautifully, beautifully. Yeah. No, so that's 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 what that's what it was. And to those guys, shout out. Um, really, really awesome. You guys are really uh putting your hands up and you're gonna be given a run, an extended run. Um innings of the week. What's your innings of the week, Tim? 
this was a difficult run. Um, mm. I, I, I think I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it to Sunrises, but I'm gonna give it to the Sunrises individual that the people would not expect. Um, okay. Largely to the fact the guy I'm leaving out is just he's just so good, and I and I mm-hmm. can't think highly enough of him. Um, but I'm gonna give it to Jordan. I'm gonna give it to Jordan okay. against my my captain. He's hunting one for forty two balls. Just the way he manipulated the field, the way he hit the ball. He's such a such a talented individual. Um, there was a nice little clip at the, before the tournament where he said um, he was talking about insecurities. He was talking about mm. wasn't sure where where his career was going about a year ago. Wasn't sure where he was. You know, he lost his contract. Um, the Warriors took him on and said, "No, we we trust and believe you." And he says, "Since then, it's been not plain sailing, but he's just mm. had the freedom to play his way, and he knows that his way is 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 the right way for him." Um, so just just the whole the three sixty for him. I'm really really proud of him because he's mm. a huge talent. That boy. Uh, I think the ceiling, the potential there is very, very far. But on that on that index, he just showed it against Ghost Ollie Stone, against Sam Curran, against Kakisa Rabada. He said, you know what? Mm. You might be international cricketers, but today's my day. And he certainly showed it. Yeah, that's actually quite interesting. Um, I think... You know, innings of the week is for for those moments, and he he really that 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 hundred and six was a reminder to everybody that he still has it. Um, and yeah, because you have a tendency of being forgotten, you know, and uh, in tournaments like this, especially with the amount of T20 South Africa has going to the World Cup, this tournament effectively is the performances tournament are going to belie opinions around whoever selected or, or not you know it's either okay we've seen him do it many times before but there might be a form or it's they were on form at the sa20 the question obviously is can they take it to the next level so i i, I hear you and I, I love that innings oh it was so good oh so good well done jordan hammond um from my perspective it was donovan ferreira's 50 of 20 on saturday night i i see kyle 72 but Donovan Ferreira, that 56 of 20 was just insane. The, 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 the JSK were in trouble. The, it looked like they were going to continue on their our middle or lower order doesn't know how to bat train. And he just came in, gave himself a couple of balls, and all of a sudden he just teed off. And as he's teeing off, he's got Moe Ali on the other end, and he really exemplified what the tournament is. And and, and and what South Africa were 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 missing, but are finding in different guys. You've got Klaus, you've got Stubbs, and Don's putting his name up. He also had a had a quiet start to the season, but that fifty six is something that you'll never get. And obviously, it's not a hundred because he obviously came in late. But what an innings! What a performance! Like uh, you know, anybody who scores fifty runs in 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 in, in, in nineteen balls is, is is something that. Is, is, is someone that you have to you have to consider, but um, really really great effort there, there from him. He was he was really good. So that's my innings of the week, um, and hopefully for him the Joburg Super Kings he can dig them out of holes like that because they were in some sort of a hole. Anyway, last one MVP of the week, Tim 
Which player this week was your MVP? His team is struggling. His team is struggling. His team are, 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 are in dire straits. Uh, they're not out yet, but they're in dire straits. So uh, for me, his performances in two games this week, it showed just how highly he is thought of over in England mm. and, 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 and across formats, not just in this format. But it's got to be, for me, it's got to be Ron Jacks. 101, and then two games where he bowled, and he went for six and over in two games. One of them, one of them, the the opposition scored two hundred. Mm. He went for two, two for, two for twenty six. Yes, in, and in now only about two for sixteen, which is weird. And uh, yeah, yes, two, two for twenty six. Uh, two deliveries uh, this week. So for me. I've always known that he's he's got enormous potential and he really loves to hit the ball. Um and and Pretoria is is ideal for him. The pitch is not ideal for him. Um uh, you know, he wants mm. the ball to come come onto the pitch. Now he wouldn't if if he was playing for the Royals, he would not be doing this. He mm. would be he would be he'd be doing fine. He would not be playing with the same freedom because it's it's more difficult to do it on, on those sorts of wickets. So he's got he's got the right team. Uh, I'm huge, hugely impressed with him, and I think early on in his career, I thought his bowling. People said about his bowling, and, and I was I was not convinced, but his bowling is coming on leaps and bounds now. He becomes a a real uh, a real weapon in this format, um, as you showed in those games. For me, yes, it's it's, 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 it's Jacks. It's baffling to me, especially now, um, because you sit there thinking, watching, going, this guy doesn't bowl all the time. You should hit him out. You should attack him. And it's caused the downfall of many top-order batters. Some of the balls, the ball that he got fuff out with on Saturday night, the one that drifted in and straightened on off, was beautiful. Unbelievably beautiful. Um, and you kind of like, there's a spinner in there, right? And... It's 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 really lovely to see he's he's done well. My MVP of the week is another person from a team that's struggling, right? Um, and he'll be very valuable to them if they need to get out. And he's proven his value this week is just the other side of the ball hasn't come to the party. Lazard Williams, he has I think he took seven wickets this week. Um, and three wickets on Saturday. I think in, uh, on Monday in Durban, he took three more wickets. Um, he put them in a good position before Heinrich Klaassen, um took it all away. And then obviously on Saturday, he was the reason why Pretoria Capitals really struggled. Every time they gave him the ball, he came out with something. He is a guy who... I see why... I see the value of a guy like a Lazard at a national level. Talent-wise... Um, is not at that superstar level, but the effort and the and the hard work that he gives to any team that he plays for is, is second to none. And so for me, he was my player of the week. He's sitting on top of the log as the leading wicket taker this, for the series. So I'm really, really happy for him uh, to come through. I know Lungi's just topped him from yesterday because uh, he's also someone who we need to be looking into, but he won MVP of the week last week. This week, it's Lazard Williams. He's rocketed up that um, that that wicket taker table. The problem is obviously is the other side of the ball, and I can't fault him for the other side of the ball. It's not his department. 
He's doing his job really well. He's keeping JSK in games. The batters aren't doing the job. So well done to Lazard for being our MVP of the week. And Will Jacks for giving us that all-round element and being the MVP. And it doesn't necessarily be the best performing person, but it is the most valuable person in their team. And both of them are quite valuable. I think Will Jacks, if he had to put them together, might be a little bit more valuable because now we've discovered that he can bowl too. And and that just changes the game entirely um yeah. for the capitals um just so tim i'm just i'm just i'm just gonna give you lazard's numbers this week so just people get can can mm. so it's three for 26 one for 39 and four for 26 uh that is eight for 95 i think in, mm. in the week you know really yeah. good numbers uh and delighted for him big, big yeah yeah huge Massive fan of Lazard. Massive, massive fan. Okay. I'm not mad, but I'm disappointed, Tim. Where are you, where are you sitting here? Who who are you not mad uh, there, at that you're disappointed? There, there were a couple. Um, I'm going to go back to what we, we uh, what I touched on earlier. I'm going to go Fav Duplessis. Uh, I thought, particularly with the World Cup coming around, I thought this mm. would be the tournament that Fav Duplessis would not dominate, but would just go to Rob and say, look, I'm still producing the numbers. I'm still available. Mm. I still want to play for South Africa. I still want to win a World Cup. Come and get me. I really thought that this would be the tournament that he would be able to to do that and to prove to everybody that he is still doing the numbers. Still a fantastic cricketer, but at the moment you cannot justify mm. him coming, coming, making a surprise uh, for that World Cup selection. Um, if he does still want to play in, the, play in that World Cup and he's just being coy, the next two weeks, two and a half weeks, is huge for him because I think he does need to. I don't think um, past numbers at the moment for him mm-hmm. are enough. He's actually got to prove it now. He's got to put the numbers in. So I'm not mad, but I'm disappointed that he's had a, such a poor run in the tournament so far. Mm. Yeah, uh, anybody in JSK. Reza for me as well. Uh, I'm not mad, I'm disappointed. Um, if I think about it, right? It's Devolt, Brevis. But essentially, my thing is around the batters, especially the Protea batters, right? This SA20 has required guys to adapt a lot more to different conditions, um, and they're not adapting. Um, and it's a worry for the guys who are going to be at the World Cup. Quinny, um, was it? Uh, well, not Vian, he's called runs, but Reza. And Timber's not playing, but he's not in the T20 side, so that's fine. Um, but the only guys who are actually in the runs are, 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 are Aiden and, and Tristan. Riley Rousseau is another one. He's not in the runs. Um, and, 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 and it's a question of what's going on, guys. You know, we... We, we, we need, your teams need you, right? And are you struggling to adapt to the conditions, to the pace of the ball, to the guile and the skill set of the bowlers? And and so for me, just doing an overarching thing, it's just the batters. Like, guys, what are we doing here? Are you going to allow these incumbents, these youngsters to come and outshine you in an SA20 that is your own, that you should be owning? With an eye to the World Cup, you can't be having Faf, Reza, Quinny, or form, right? David Miller's doing his his bit, 
for the for the for the par royals but what are you guys doing right and so it's just a it's just an overarching you know ode to the batters out there in sa20 those who are not in the runs to you know light a fire up here and 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 let's go let's go you know when you know i'm not mad i'm not disappointed one shout out is to the catching in the stadiums we got three betway sa20 catches this week so now the pot's down to five hundred thousand rand some exquisite catches Exqu- bless more the guy who got the second catch in at st Jern, my man my <laughs> man yes yes you can see a guy who's gone for catching practice. So, yeah, um, I'm no longer mad at that. I'm no longer disappointed at, at at the catching. I think it's great. Continue to do more. You know, let's see how many people can get that money. Um, but, yeah, that was that was something we needed to talk about. Outside of that, Tim, what are you looking forward to this week? And then we can close this out. Um, I can't think of a game uh, in itself at the moment. I, I I think but I think point is correct. So I think the time has come for those purchases. I that's what I want to see. I want to see the incumbent purchases dominate for the next week. That's what I want to see. Yeah. Incumbent purchase batters have a really solid week um coming up. because uh, we've got a World Cup in a few months. And in theory yeah. we've got a great chance of winning it. In theory, so that's what we want to see. <laughs> Tim, we we're here in September, saying the same thing, and <laughs> yeah, yeah, the theory was the problem. Uh, actually, no, the theory wasn't the problem. It was, it was the practice. But uh, the thing is, I'm hoping Rob Waltz has been watching because, yeah, there's some interesting performances from South Africans who should be putting their hands up um for that world cup spot outside of that enjoy the cricket enjoy the sa20 enjoy the under 19 world cup go check out these gems from around the world and then we'll be back next week um or whenever we are ready we might have a conversation um lined up this week like we did last uh but we'll see you soon please do subscribe to the youtube channel as well as follow us on x for more information around any new parts but outside of that from myself and Tim, it's goodbye and la sale kakahiso.